1, verse 16. And the kids are dismissed. You know, there's one thing I want to share with you here this morning, and some people are missing here this morning, but uh, what Brother Gage was saying, it really touched my heart. He said, we have a core, a good core group of believers here, and that's a blessing. You know what? We have a core group of believers here. I felt your love this, this week, and praise the Lord for that. I'm, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you, and I'm glad that I, I'm your pastor. Let's move forward, okay? Let's move forward, serving the Lord together. All right, no. Uh, Mark 1, 16, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, 16. Let's, if you could stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. Title of the message today is, Let's Go Fishing. Are you a good fisherman? <laughs> Let's go fishing. Look what it says in Mark 1, 16. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants, and went after him. Let's pray heavily, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this great call that you have for each one of us to be fishers of men. And Lord, I pray, Father, help us to call, to actually put that call into our minds and hearts. Lord, we have a, a sea of humanity that needs salvation. Help us, Lord, to be good fishers of men. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let's go fishing. All right. For the sake of no way I'm doing this morning, who likes to fish here? Okay. You got a couple people. I like to fish. I think fish is very relaxing. It is exciting when you catch a fish. You make it more excited, you know. If a fish is small, you just play with that thing. You know, try to, you know, you know, I remember one time my brother-in-law and I, we went to Bristol to a, to a little old bridge there, and we were, we were fishing for bluefish. And I tell you what, bluefish can give you a fight. <laughs> can give you a fight. But I tell you what, it was that, that old bridge that was full of people. Me and my brother-in-law were the only, the only ones catching fish. I don't know what going on the other people. They were looking at us. What are you guys doing different? I don't know. They just, fish just likes our bait. <laughs> and we were catching fish. And after a while, we had too much fish. We stopped fishing, giving to the other people. But anyway, fishing for some people is good. I like fishing. I don't go fishing very often. It's been years since I've been fishing. But I always enjoy fishing. You know, I had a friend of mine. His name is Joe. He uh, always had this bad habit. Every time he went fishing, he'd take a couple dozen donuts with him. <laughs> and I said, well, what do you want? Are you giving the, the donuts to the fish? He goes, oh, no, that's for me. <laughs> so by the, end of the, by the end of his fishing, two dozen donuts were gone. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're killing yourself. But anyway, fishing, is, is, fishing can be therapy for some people. Some people don't like to fish. You know, some people think it's boring. Listen, listen it can be boring if the only thing you want is fish. All right? There's other things you can do when you're fishing. So let me put it this way. Isn't that wonderful to go to the house of the Lord? Isn't that wonderful that you get up on Sunday morning and say, I'm going to the house of God today. 
I'm going to listen to, to God's message today, listen to the teaching of His Word. You know what? I'm going to be with God's people. What a wonderful thought. So church is a place for us to go and to be part of it. Listen, the local church is a place that we should go, a place that God wants us to go, be part of it. Not take it or leave it type of thing. You know, and the, church, the church is a place on which Jesus died for. You know, not the building, the people that make that church. Jesus didn't die for buildings, he died for people. So, let me put it this way. You like the fish? Some people do, some people, some others think it is boring, some people don't like it. So, growing up in the Azores Islands, I had the privilege of going fishing all the time. Actually, my backyard, we're talking about a million dollar house, and actually our house was not a million dollar house, but our backyard was the ocean. <laughs> we're just right there, you know. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you probably, if you could look at my pictures, you probably see pictures of the Azores when I was there a few years back. But you know what? We used to go fit. My, my mom used to say to me sometimes, why don't you go see if you catch something for supper? You know, and we, you know I thought we were rich. We, you know, we didn't have much. Uh, but then I would go and get some fishing. You know, the, those reefs in those islands are full of octopus. I know some of you don't like octopus. You know, love it. <laughs> octopus stew. You know, that Robert is agreeing with me. But anyway, fishing is a good thing. But, you know, we look at this passage here this morning. We're going to get to our uh, points here. We look at this passage here this morning. This is something that we see unique in this passage. Jesus walked on, on the seashores of, of the Sea of Galilee, and he's looking at fishermen. And look at the simplicity that Jesus uh, goes about right here. He goes to the very core of what people do every day. They're fishers. They, they, they know the, 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 the lake. They know how to fish. You know what? He goes to them and he says, listen, follow me. Obviously, they heard of Jesus. Follow me. Why? I'm going to make you a fisher of men. See the promise there? No, like, just follow me. I'm going to do something with you. You know, I mean, talking about a fish and a person, a big, different, big size, right? Imagine if you catch a person in the ocean. <laughs> you know, how hard it is to get that thing in. You got to fish this big, and that thing gives you a fight. But Jesus said, you know what? What you're doing, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Know you, don't you know that we are in the fishing business? We are. Let's go fishing this morning, okay? Let's go fishing. Well, let's look at this from several points as we go fishing this morning, okay? Number one, we see the call. Look what it says, and Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. Uh, verse 19. Mark, actually, Matthew 4.19 says, And he said unto them, Follow me. Jesus didn't go and call the most rich. He went to the common man. He went to the everyday guy. What that means? It means that you are not far removed from God, that he cannot call you. Actually, the question is, is if he call you, Will you be willing to go fishing? Okay? Here's the thing. Here's the question. Can the Lord call a woman to go fishing? So why churches have a problem of supporting women as missionaries? Can she take the message of salvation to a lost world too? Why churches have a problem of supporting a single man as a missionary? Doesn't the Bible say anything about you being married to be a missionary? Paul was single. 
Paul went through all to Asia Minor and planted all kinds of churches. You see, we have to be careful that we don't rely on religion and forget what God says in His Word. All right? God calls people of all ages, of any kind, and you know what? To do one thing, to bring the great message of salvation to a lost world. God can use you and can use me and can use anybody for a great purpose, to, give, to bring salvation to someone. Okay? Now, letter A, it is a personal call. Jesus walked upon those boats and, 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 and called for men, for full men specifically. Other boats were on court in the Sea of Galilee that morning, but he called four specific men in those, in those two specific books, bo- I mean, boats. I'm sorry. He called them personally. Let me tell you this. Do you believe there was other fishermen there? Yes, there were. You believe there was other people there? Yes, there were. You know what? He was specific. He was personal. He calls specific people. You know what? He calls specific people today as well. Not everybody can go to Africa. Not everybody can go to Japan. Not everybody can go to Portugal. He calls specific people. But there's one thing that he does too. He can call you to go across the street. He can call you to go to your neighborhood. He can call you to go talk to your family member. He can call you to go see your co-worker. You see that? He has specific calls. Sometimes you say, oh Lord, send someone to... And God says, I'm calling you. It's you that I want to go. You see, when he told Moses, you're going to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, oh, Moses didn't want to do it. And God says, I don't have plan B. You are the one. You follow that? It is a personal call. On the other hand, James and John went time, uh, spent time spending, amending the, 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 the gospel net to ensure that the fish did not swim away here. But let me tell you, they were called specifically. It was a personal call. God called them specifically. Okay? Let it be. It is a private call. Day verse 20. When Jesus passed by that day, the real call was felt in the hearts of four men who left all to follow him. No doubt their hearts were touched and they felt a strange power drawing them to go after Jesus. You will notice that, that, um, was it? Uh, felt a, they felt a strange power drawing after Jesus. You will notice that neither Zebedee, the servants, or neither or the other fishermen received the call. It was specific. It was a private call. It was a, a personal call. God calls people, even today, for specific tasks. All right? That's what God does. He said, I said, Pastor, this, this, does God call people today? Yes, He does. He's still calling people to go to the othermost parts of the earth. But He's still calling people to serve here in America. He calls people. Okay? Let me put it this way. What is God calling you to do this morning? What is God calling you to do? You see, God calls people for many different things. What is He calling you for you to do today? Is that calling your heart? Are you listening to the inner voice of the Lord saying, I want you to do this in your local church. I want you to do this for me. Are you willing to do this for me? Are you going to do it? Oh, Lord, not me. Send someone else. Lord, not me. Listen, be more joyful when we say, Lord, here am I. Send me. When When the Lord began to call me to ministry, my call was, I'm going to Portugal. And I tell you exactly the city he was calling me to. It's P-O-R-T-O, Porto. All right? But you know what? 
When I began to think about South and Central America, I realized I was calling myself. God was not calling me for that. And I began to say, Lord, where do you want me to go? I am here. Do whatever you want with me, Lord. I'm willing to follow you. Send me here. That's where I am serving him. You know what? He sends you here to serve with me. Let's serve the Lord together. Let's go fishing together. You know what? Isn't that great? You know, uh, um, Miguel, you, you're a fisherman. Or you, you, you know a lot about the ocean, okay? Is that better to fish you by yourself or with other people? With other people. Why? Because you got the company and the fellowship. Otherwise, it's like, mm. Mm. it's a boring thing to do. It isn't it? Oh, so I catch a fish. Yip-E-I-O. I catch a fish. Who's near the sea? Nobody. Look at seagulls. You see that fish? Seagull goes, go put it there. I eat it for you. You know, when it's on the people, you go, wow. The other person goes, this is great. You know, by the way, I got the clappers. When we go out, click, 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 we're going to clap it up. I'm telling you, it's coming up. I already have it in my, in my office. You want to see it? I'll show it to you. We're going to clap. You know why? Because when we go out, we're going to share it together. You say, what in the world is clappers? You come on the next event that we have when we go outreach, and I'll show you. Because you know what? It's a private. Number two, let us see. It is a public call. The Lord does, does it pri- pri- private work, but He gets uh, not glory until we will work it publicly. He calls you privately, but you want, He wants you to go publicly. Listen, Christianity is not a private religion. It is a public religion. We go to the uttermost parts of the earth and tell people about Jesus. He said, oh boy, I'll tell you what. Yesterday, all right, go watch it if you want, okay? It's not, you know, a Christian movie, but it's a good movie, all right? I'm going to give you the grand uh, George Foreman. You heard about George Foreman here? Oh, goodness, you guys are too young. <laughs> George Foreman was a great boxer, all right? Muhammad Ali and uh, Joe Frazier and all these guys, they said, they were boxers. And I'll tell you what. His mother was a great Christian woman. He grew up in great poverty. You know, but George Foreman had a, had a, a very angry heart, and from childhood was always involved in fights. <laughs> and he ended up being a boxer. He became the heavyweight champion of the world. Okay? He lost it to Muhammad Ali. But let me tell you that. You've got to see the movie because it is great. He met Jesus. He left boxing. He became a street preacher. And people mocked him in the streets. Well, the reason why you're a street preacher is because you can't face the giving the names of those boxes. You know, no, no, he says, I met Jesus. For 10 years, he became a preacher. He created a youth center for kids, of youth kids in trouble to be there. You know what? He ran out of money. He went back to the arena. At 45 years old, he became a world heavyweight champion again. Watch the movie. I said, it's not a Christian movie, but I'll tell you what. Go watch it. You could see that in the end, when he wins the heavyweight champion, he got on his knees to give God the glory. You see, God calls all kinds of people. And let me tell you, it is a public call. He made it public that he met Jesus as his Savior. You know what? He, he received it privately. He did all that, but you know what? He went public. He went to the streets and began to preach. He bought his little microphone and he was going preaching about Jesus in the streets. People mocked him, called him name, made fun of him. And you know what? He kept going. He kept going. He kept going. I actually look at yesterday. He's still alive. He's 75 years old, still preaching. You see, 
It is a public call. So God calls you privately. Take it publicly. Let it be. It is a special call. Folks, these men were nothing special here. These were just coming common ordinary men, fishermen. They were just, they now were highly educated. They, were, they didn't have no specialties for him. They were just common people, people who work for a living. That's who they were. Some of them probably didn't know how to read or write. They were people of the ocean. They knew the ocean. That's the only thing they knew how to do. Mending nets, fishing for fish, supporting their families. You know what? God calls them. You know what God calls those who are busy? That's what God does. God calls us who are busy. That's the way he's been with God. He locates his finest treasures in the most obscure places of the earth. He chooses David over all his older brothers. Samuel chapter 16. He chooses Moses, uh, who at the ripe old age of 80 years old was a murderer and a fugitive. And he chooses him. He chooses Abraham from all the thousands of other men who live in Ur of the Chaldeans. He chooses Paul, who hated the local church. And he was persecuting the church. He chooses a small boy with a little lunch to feed a multitude. Jesus chooses those who, who, are, who live in the most obscure places. And, 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 and he, you know why? He transforms them for the less glory. And I tell you what. You say this morning, can he call me? Yes, he can. Here's the question. Are you willing to follow the Lord? Here we have a guy that was rich, George Foreman left the business to be a preacher. He said, wow. In the eyes of the world, it's like, I cannot get that. Even his coaches and his trainers said, are you out of your mind? And he said, no, I'm not. Jesus called me to be a preacher. He left the business to be a preacher. As, as coach said, but preaching doesn't pay the bills. And he said, God would take care of me. Watch the movie. Go find it. I don't really publicize movies here, but that touched my heart last night. That he is a pricely call. Look what it says. And straight away they forsook their nets and follow him. Sometimes, folks, we, we leave families and friends and fortunes and great jobs for one thing, to follow the Lord. These people left behind their daily lives, left behind what they were doing, their business, to follow the Lord. You know what, what they did? They turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down with the gospel, and today we're still talking about them. Their names is written in the pages of God's word. Isn't that great? If they didn't follow the Lord, their names would be forgotten. But God did something great with them. They turned their world upside down. And today we're still talking about these guys. Number two, we see the promise. Mark 1.17 says, And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. Look what it says, And I will make you to become fishers of men. Matthew 4.19 says, And said unto them, Follow me and I will make you fishers. You know, it is a promise here that Jesus said, If you follow me, I will definitely make you a fisher of men. You're definitely going to catch some fish. You say, well, but how many fishers are you going to get? It's not the number here, folks. It's not the number that God is looking. God wants to use you and me as a fish of men. He wants to make us as fishes of men. But now look, listen, some people, yeah, some people get all, they went for the Lord, thousands of people. Others went one, two. It's okay. They're not better than us. 
Some people go to the places where the gospel is quite open and people, under, people get it. God sent some places to the countryside. God sent some, place, some people to the inner cities. There's all kinds of places that God sends people. The question is, am I willing to go? This is the problem for a lot of people. God calls, and they say no, send somebody else. God calls, and they say no, send somebody else. It's a sad thing. My life, my career, I need money, I need this. God is secondary. You know, there's a promise here. God will make you a fisher of men. That is a promise. Letter A, God's promises are true and trustworthy. God's pro- God provides a, a promised salvation to all who believe in Him. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. i tell you what, if any Calvinist come to you, tell him to take a hike. You say, why not? Tell him to take a hike. You know, because salvation is for anyone of any kind, of any color, of any language. Salvation is available to all people. Look what it says in the verse. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that... Whosoever means anyone. You know, these, these people out there that put themselves in the place of God. Who am I to say, you go into hell or you go into heaven? Who am I to say that? I'm not God. I'm just a servant. We are here to proclaim His gospel. To tell the world that Jesus saves. That's our purpose, folks. To make disciples for the Lord. God promised that all things will work together for good for His children. All things. All right, folks. So, Pastor, tell me, why in the world went up in the hospital this week? I'll tell you what. There was people there that need the Lord too. Oh, really? Yes. You don't, change, don't you think a doctor needs Jesus? Don't you think a nurse needs Jesus? What about the sick ones in there hurting? Don't they need Jesus too? Sometimes He puts you right there. Hurting with them. You say, but you know, I was too much. listen, sometimes he puts the pain in us so we can understand the pain of others. He does that. So God promised all things to work together for good for, for his children. Another point here, God promised comfort in our trials. You say, really, Preston? Okay, who have trials here? All right, I don't know the answer, all of us. Okay? All of us have trials. Some more than others, okay? But we all go through trials. You mean, I'm today, you tomorrow, we all have trials. I'll tell you what. Does God comfort us through our trials? Listen, it is much harder to go through trials without God than going through trials with God. Was God with me? Yes, He was. Was was I comfort? Yes, I was. A doctor said to me, one of the doctors said to me, he said, are you okay? I smiled. I said, I am fine. She said, you know, your blood was a little low this morning. I said, you know why? Oh, you didn't like what I said. I said, I was sleeping, so was my blood. The doctor said, don't pull that on me again. I was like, well, you know, you know I was, are you fine? I was like, yeah, Jesus is with me. You know, I, if I die, I'm going to heaven. You see, comfort to trials. God promised comfort to our trials. God promised new life in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
What happened to George Foreman? Was a boxer. Money is in the picture. Thousands of dollars. Guess what? From a boxer to a street preacher. You say, what in the world? You know why? You know what he said? I met Jesus. And his coach go, but you had a lot of fire and a lot of anger in you. What happened to you? Oh, Jesus came in. I mean, it's in a movie. You just can't, like, what? I mean, we understand that because we've been there too. And his, 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 his coach rolls his eyes at him. I was like, you're out of your mind? Do you understand what we're losing here? He goes, yeah, nothing. He goes, I died. I'm alive. Goodness. You know what? God promised new life in Christ. Another point, God promised every spiritual blessing in Christ. Blessed be God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Let me put it this way. Are you blessed? As a Christian, I didn't say is your life better. You might be suffering, but are you blessed? Of course, there's all kinds of blessings. All right, okay. I have a Bible. That's a blessing. I have salvation. is a blessing. I have friends. is a blessing. I have a local church. That's a blessing. I have heaven waiting for me. That's another blessing. You see, I keep, keep going with you. God promised peace when we pray. Be careful. Don't worry for nothing. But in everything by prince application, with thanksgiving, let you request be made known unto God. His peace, His protections, will guard our hearts, even in the most difficult times of life. That next point is God promised to supply our needs. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, Pastor, so you want me to leave everything that I'm working for to follow Jesus? Oh, no, no, no. Don't, don't get those words from me. What I'm saying is if God calls you, follow Him. You follow that? That's what I'm saying. If God's calling you, follow Him because you'd be more blessed to follow what God is wanting you to do than follow your own intuitions. Sometimes you think, if I'm going this way, you know what? Is God with you on that way? God, God promises supply our needs. Let it be. Jesus promised promise our true and trustworthy. Well, okay. Question. Do you love Jesus? Do you trust in Jesus? So when you call you, why didn't you follow him? Is that trust? Hey, do you like me? Oh, I like you. You trust me? I trust you. Come with me. Oh, no, no, I can't go that way. Oh, so you're not trusting me. That's exactly what Jesus is saying. You see, you trust me? Oh, I'll go anywhere with you. Okay. So now here's a little thing. I'll jump a couple of feet, you know, a little abyss in here. Come on, jump with me. Oh, I ain't going that way. Why? I don't trust you. I'm going to fall. That's not trust, folks. Trust is trust. It's not just words. It's trust. You know what? Jesus... Tell us, trust me. You see, Jesus' promise are true and trustworthy. Jesus promised you rest. Come unto me all that you labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. We can find rest for the worries and the battles of life in Jesus. Jesus promised abundant life to those who follow Him. You know what? Many people in this world are living, living with no aim. They have no goals in life. You wonder why people get into drunkenness? 
You wonder why people get into drugs? Because they empty. They don't want to put something there that only God can fill is the love of God. You see, God what says to you and me, He said, you know what? Come to me. I will fill you up. I will give you abundant life. You say, well, you tell me that the Bible and the church are going to fill me. No, 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 no. God will. God will fill you up and give you a new meaning for life. People don't understand. Jesus promised eternal life to those who trust in Him. But believe, but, but so have a drinking of this water shall I give unto Him. I shall, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I shall give him, shall never thirst, but the water I shall give him shall be in him as a well of spring, of water spring up into everlasting life. Jesus promised to hold us secure. Let me tell you what. There's no way a child of God's going to hell. No way. You don't find that in the Bible. We are secure in the hands of Almighty God. You know where we're going? To heaven. So take that out of your mind. Look, oh, if I do this, oh, God's going to, no, no, God's not going to condemn you. God's not going to send you to hell. God will send you to heaven. He might spank you. Because, you know, that's not how moms and dads do when we were disobeyed, when we were kids. Oh, I'm sorry. I live in a different age than today. My mother had no problems. Bend over. Oh, mom, that hurts. Bend over. It's going to get worse. My dad was like, he gave me the look. That was it. So, <laughs> you give me the look, and that was it. All I was trembling. Dad, I'm sorry, Dad. Don't do that again. <laughs> so Jesus promised that he will return to his church. See God's promises? We talked about that this morning. So, it, folks, it is our lack of faith and our lack of trust that causes us not to do anything for the Lord. Listen, God wants you to make you a, a fisher of men. I like fishing. I like fishing for men. Good. You know what he wants you to do? To engage in conversation, godly conversation, with people that don't know him. All right. So you go to the restaurant, what do you do? That people need Jesus there, you know that. They need Jesus there. Leave a track on that table. Well, it's a hard thing to do. It's not just drop the thing. Bloop. Believe me, if you drop it, it's coming down. And if the guy across the table looks at you, give him one too. If they listen, if they're so interested in what you do, hey, I have one. You want one too? You see, we put the bait out and lures the fish in. Follow that? You just go to the ocean with just a naked hook, see what you're going to catch. Nothing, zero zip. But if you put the bait on that hook, that's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to bite it. That's why we put the tracks out. That's the bait. You see what? Listen, we put the bait out. Let them bite. One time I was fishing. The water was so clear. So clear. And I put the thing, the, 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 my, my, my line right down. I could see the fish. And I, I remember saying, oh, what a dummy little fish. Look, look. Well, he's going to bite that thing. And he doesn't see the danger because the hook is right there. And he's going, peek, peek, peek. He's a big, nice-sized fish. And before you know, swallow the whole thing, and it comes out. You know what? What we do? We bait them. We bait them out. Awesome. Listen, you got bait before too. That's why we become, how we become fishers. See, our lack of faith 
And our lack of trust can cause us not to be fishes of men. We say, I don't like the ocean. Oh, oh, I don't like the waves. Oh, I don't like the lake because snakes might be there. Maybe alligators are there. Maybe crocodiles. I ain't going to get out of my house. Listen, sometimes the fish lives with you. You follow that? It's right there with you. There's a job for every willing heart in a local church. There's a job for every, uh, every willing heart. Do you know why the apostles turned the world upside down? Do you want to know why? Because they were willing to go. You know why they turned the world upside down? Because they allowed God to make them fishes of men. They heard, they follow because they believed. You follow that? If you don't believe that you, God can use you to tell others about Jesus, you will never win anybody for Christ. Because you just don't believe. But if you believe in your heart, God will give you the opportunity to be in certain places as His witness that He can save that person. You say, well, Pastor, I know many people who have never received Jesus as Savior. You did. You see, sometimes we think we're smarter than God. You follow that? Sometimes we think we're smarter than Him. I know more than God. That person never did. No, you did. It was a miracle that you got saved. Why we think others won't? Listen, there are people who mock God today and receive Him tomorrow. Because people change. Circumstances change, so the heart changes as well. I got a man with me. Works with me. We call him Grumpy. That's his nickname. I didn't nickname people. but that's, that's, And he accepted that as his nickname. He was big, strong. Now he's, his body's breaking down. I go to him, I say, hey, I prayed for you. He's not rejecting that any longer. You know why? Because he knows his frailty. He knows where he's going. He knows he's breaking down. Sometimes, you know, today, we reject God today, and tomorrow, circumstances change. We begin to think about God a little differently. You know what? Why Baptist pastors preach the gospel on funerals? Because it's in that moment right there, people understand their frailty. Tomorrow will be me. That's the reality of life. That person is in the coffin. Tomorrow can be me. And that's the reality of life. Unless Jesus comes, that's what's going to happen to all of us. You know what? We need to tell people that they need a Savior. Let's go be fishers of men. Number three, almost done. The result. Look at verse 17. Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. You see, the great thing about our God is that He doesn't keep secrets to you. He says, come ye after me. Listen, listen. Those guys that were not predestined to go after Jesus, He asked them, come after me. He asked them, will you be willing to come after me? They made a choice to follow Jesus. If I, they could have said, hey, Master, I wish you well. I hope you find somebody to go with you, but I'm busy here working. Isn't that what many Christians do? They say, you know what, Lord, I'm too busy. Call somebody else. And God says, no, I'm calling you. You follow that? Some people, some people say, we don't have a self-will. Don't come with me to that thing. I'll put my shoes on this morning because I willingly put my feet there. Right. I'll get dressed because I willingly, my mind told me, get, get dressed. I was, it was my choice. Those guys followed Jesus because they willingly followed him. You know, he said, if you follow me, I will make you. 
if you follow me. You want, God wants you to be in that fishing business. He wants you to make you, he wants to make you a fisher of men. Here's the question, are you willing? Are you willing? That A involves preparation. Just like everything else in life, in order to become a fish of man, involves preparation. What do you mean? Okay. You know what this is? A gospel track. The gospel is over here. You say, I don't know how to tell others about Jesus. Good morning. And one day, he surrendered his 